Sometimes the wrong choices bring us to the right places. My name is Andrea and this is Adult Child. Welcome back to Adult Child, where we take a deep dive into the impact of growing up in a dysfunctional family. Ahoy, my shit shows. How we doing? Are we alive? Do we still have a pulse? I'm assuming so, unless um, unless we do have some, you know, folks out there on the on the other side listen to us. Hey, hey, spirits. Uh, I'm definitely in a much better place than I was last week. Well, I guess technically I'm in the exact same place that I was last week on the floor in my closet, but mentally and emotionally, I'm feeling a lot better. Not 100%. I, uh, I still don't have any furniture. I've essentially been living without furniture for a month at this point. I spent a few weeks at my apartment in San Francisco um, after they took, after the moving truck came with just like an air mattress, and now I'm here uh, with a futon. And so it's just hard to feel grounded when you don't have any of your shit. I do have Wi-Fi. I named my, um, my Wi-Fi network Queen of the Shit Show. So I'm curious what my, my neighbors think about that. Speaking of which, so Sophie, she is one of our fellow shit shows. She sent me the most beautiful wood cheese board, like the board itself. I didn't get any any cheese. Like, what's up with that, Sophie? But it's the most beautiful cheese board with a queen of the shit show engraved in it. It is amazing. That cheese board and some cheese on top and who the fuck cares about furniture. But yes, the last few weeks have been quite a doozy, but I really need to recognize, acknowledge how well I've handled all of this. And I used all the tools that I have. I prayed, I meditated, I went to in-person meetings, I journaled, I called my sponsor, and I shared about what I was going through in the Patreon group, which is hard for me in a sense, because there's this part of me that I, I know is fucking bullshit, but says, you you know, you can't let other people know that you're struggling because you have this podcast. So you essentially should have it figured out completely and you shouldn't be struggling. And so <laughs> you'll figure out that I'm not completely healed and won't want to listen to me anymore. I know that's completely not the case. So today we got our last episode of 2022. Where in the hell did the past year go? Not quite sure. So I posed the question to the shit show world, shit show nation, shit show nation, <laughs> shit show nation. What was the, I, I don't know if anyone's ever going to catch on to I think I'm like trying to make this a thing that I don't think that anyone else is going to want to make a thing. And I'm not really quite sure what this, like what voice is that when I'm doing the shit show nation, shit show nation. Okay, sorry. Uh, I posed the question, what was the most valuable lesson that you learned this year? So adult child recovery is all about learning about ourselves, learning about 
our true selves and learning to accept what we learn about ourselves. And so you're going to get to hear shortly what these shit shows had to say, but I'll kick us off. So the most valuable lesson that I learned this year was that I am always being taken care of. So I was trying to find the intentions and the goal exercise I did when I when this year started. I couldn't find it. But I do remember that my goal for the year was that by the end of the year that this podcast would be my full-time gig. That by the end of the year, I would be making enough money to you know fully support myself doing this. Well, it did become my full-time gig in a matter of, of weeks, you know, two weeks into January, I got fired. Uh, rightly so, I was a horrible employee. So it did become a full-time gig. However, the part about me, you know, making enough money from this to support myself was not the case. I was slightly freaked out by that. But I think what was even stronger was the sense that I I wholeheartedly knew that this, I've been saying wholeheartedly a lot lately. What do you guys think about wholeheartedly? Uh, I wholeheartedly knew that my, um, that this was the push off the ledge from the universe for my higher power to really step into my purpose. And so I had enough money to last me two months. And I was sort of freaked out, but I also knew that this was my higher power giving me the push off the ledge that I needed. And I was taken care of. Uh, A month and a half later, I had a listener reach out and give me a $7,000 donation. Her father had just passed away and she wanted to give me part of his inheritance. And you know who you are. It was, I have like goosebumps thinking about it now. And had another listener give me a generous donation as well. Um, If anyone else is trying to do that shit, Please send it my way. I need the money. We got any billionaire listeners out there? Can we get someone to fund me? Can we get like a, is there a venture capitalist out there that wants to invest in this shit show right here? (laughs) But yeah, I have been taken care of financially this whole year. And I really have this strong knowing that my higher power isn't going to let me fail, that this is my mission and my purpose in life and my higher power is going to make sure that I'm able to stay the course uh, of of this mission. Just this knowingness that I am always taken care of, that my higher power has always got my back and that it just all works out and that I don't have to figure everything out There's been times of uncertainty and fear where in the past, I think I would just like spring into action and try to control everything and feel like I need to have an answer or do this or that. And I've really been able to just stay in a place of more will be revealed and you'll know what to do when you're supposed to know what you should do. All right. So now to hear from some other shit shows, but first... Let's take care of the biz, baby. Let's take care of the biz. Number one, you need to damn the join Patreon. Damn the join Patreon. I am not kidding. 
<laughs> I'm serious. How about we make this your New Year's resolution? Okay, so this is where I host three weekly Zoom support groups. And this is truly what I am most proud of is this community. This is just the most amazing group, guys. The highlight of my year by far was the shit show retreat that we had back in September. So I'm telling you, you need to damn the join Patreon. There is something really, really, really special going on in here. Up in here, up in here. RIP DMX. Uh, But I'm serious. This is a support community that has a shitload of fun, that has a lot of laughing. So you know how when you go to a meeting for the first time, you don't know what exactly you're getting into. You don't know what types of people are going to be there. Are they going to be cool? Are they going to be lame and boring? Well, you know what these groups are going to be like because you know what I'm like. So everybody has a damn sense of humor. Everyone likes to say fuck. We're not getting any fuddy-duddy stick in the muds. So how about you damn the join Patreon? Make this your New Year's resolution. I'm serious. You're missing out. Patreon.com slash adult child. Uh, two, give me a little follow on the Insta, on the TikTok, at adult child pod. And of course, give me a damn five-star rating on Apple, on Spotify. This is what we do here. We give me a five-star review. And then last but not least, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this month, which is Eleanor Health. So we had on Dr. Nzinga Harrison a few uh, weeks ago, and Eleanor has a variety of services helping both those suffering from addiction and those who are impacted by addiction. They have locations in Massachusetts, Texas, Louisiana, New Jersey, North Carolina, Ohio, and Washington. They also offer telehealth for all of those um, states. And I I like what they're doing because it's not a one-size-fits-all. This is not a cookie-cutter treatment center like many are. And um, I've had personal experience with that. So so go check out the show notes for information on all of their shit. Thanks. Had to learn everything I was meant to see wasn't me. What I learned this year was how codependency, people pleasing, and chronic PTSD and generational trauma have impacted my life. Um, I'm very happy to have discovered the Big Red Book that allowed me to understand what was happening. What comes to mind for me as the most valuable lesson for 2022 is to let go of people who are just not in alignment with your values. When you do, people who are in alignment with you will show up and you will be amazed at the huge difference it makes in your life. Not only to let go of those toxic or just ill-fitted people, but from the joy that it brings to have people who really jive with you. Okay, so I think my lesson for this year is that uh, change, it's a process. It's something that takes time. I have to stick around, you know, and uh, not uh, live after 
the miracle can happen, you know, before the miracle. Because um, I can feel stuck very easily, but sometimes that feeling, it's part of the process I have to endure. I'm lucky to be where I'm at, even if it's not exactly where I think I should be or exactly where I want to be. And how my childhood, my upbringing, how, how it wasn't my fault. That was a big revelation for me. So for me, I've learned that um, the trusting wholesome people in this group has helped me, helped me learn and helped me grow and helped me heal. But also things I've learned this year was uh, that I actually do matter. I, I matter. Two quick things that I learned this year are one, settling for less than what I really want and deserve is a form of self-abuse. And I will no longer do that. The second thing is I struggle with feeling safe and secure. And I'm always on this high alert. And the most profound transformation I had this year is that I'm safe because I can keep myself safe and I can trust myself. Whether that means reaching out, asking for help, turning to my higher power, like the safety lies within me. I can keep myself safe. I'm learning to keep my nervous system safe and then put it first. I listen to my body now when I'm like, oh, around this person, I'm deregulated. I don't want to be around that person anymore. In this environment and this person, I feel safe and regulated. Okay, I'm just constantly asking what my nervous system feels like and like deregulation makes me feel like I'm, I can't be there for myself. So now that I'm like looking for more regulating experiences in people and environments, I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. That's all I ask myself. How does my nervous system feel? It fucking feels horrible around that person. Bye. See you later. I learned um, something that I've been saying for, for, for a long time and I should know. And it's the idea that, um, it's an inside job. You heal from the inside out. And that it's just it became very apparent to me that, oh, yeah, every time I'm vulnerable, scared at my end, I, I go looking for someone else, something else to take care of me and to give me the answers. And I totally lose myself. And so uh, it became very painfully obvious that that's not going to work. And um I need to be my own loving parent that I need to be able to, you know, really live one day at a time and focus on my healing and uh, to take steps and to do things that are going to uh, nurture myself without just looking for distractions, looking for somebody or something else mm -hmm. to sit with the pain, to move forward into it, the, the, the fear, the pain, the, the doubt, and just, work with that instead of chasing chasing it something or running away from it uh and these these meetings your podcast is one of the tools it's one of the strategies uh for me to to continue to heal from the inside out to re-regulate when i'm dysregulated uh and to continue to grow and learn the biggest thing i've learned this year is that i am not alone i felt so alone and I don't mean lonely in a sense of, you know, I've been alone without a partner or anybody in quite some time, but I felt so alone because I didn't feel like anybody could understand me, even my real friends. 
um, you know, my normie friends, I guess, or my friends on the outside. But um, it's been the strength of this group and this podcast and these meetings in this last year that make me realize every single day I am not alone, mm-hmm. you know. And I think the biggest gift that it's given me is the fact that I can now talk to other people that are outside this group with confidence about who I am and what I feel. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm so grateful for that. I, you know, I don't feel alone anymore. Um, You know, something happens, I can pick up my phone and message, you know, any one of you and most of you get back within seconds. And I really appreciate that. Um, I'm so grateful. I would say first thing I've learned this year, sometimes small a abuse can end up reverberating in ways that are buried and not as visible or alarming as capital A abuse that doesn't diminish either one in any way. Um, Two, that control and black and white thinking are just as potent in our inner pharmacy as outside substances are. And definitely three, that the compassion and attention for my inner child also means resting and slowing down and enjoying my time. So the first thing I thought of is um, I'm also in my first year, I'd say February, although God, what a year, it's just given me back me. I'm just, I want to say I'm not a piece of shit. That's what I've learned. And I don't think I really ever thought that. I just, had ways of acting that weren't congruent to who I'm finding out I am. And um, I've always been there. Like I'm remembering a lot of spiritual stuff growing up and I have a lot of things I've written and I'm reading. Like I was just reading stuff from 1986 when I was so sick Mm -hmm. and alone. And um, I still would write the same thing now. I mean, that's me. That's who I am. It's allowing me to be okay and actually tell you that. And then I have somebody to talk to. I didn't talk this way a year ago. I don't know what I said. And if I did, my heart was beating, you know, and I was all nervous. And um, I'm just feeling more at peace. And um, you know there's a long road ahead, but it's better and better every day. This year, what I've learned is that post-traumatic growth isn't a theory or just a theory. Um, It's Mm -hmm. definitely something that I can see now um, as being a possibility, which I I don't think I could have said this time last year. And it's, um, it's possible, you know, if I choose to align myself and, and my beliefs um, with the fact that, you know, I, like everyone else has said that I matter just saying it out loud every day for the, like the last month has really helped reinforce that for me. And I just have to keep practicing going first, which is super difficult for me to do, especially as a mom with two little kids, but, you know, putting my own oxygen mask on before helping others kind of provides me with then ultimately the space 
I need to take care of myself? Um, I would say in the past year, I have really learned that I am capable of surrendering um, situations and things. And that I did all, for the most part, believe that there was a higher power. But I think in the last year, I've really learned that that higher power supports me um, in a way that I've never experienced before. I think one of my greatest lessons this year has been in boundaries and that whole saying of if you set a boundary and somebody gets mad at your boundaries, that's not a signal for you to change your boundary, um, just to stick with my boundary. And that when I, when I stay consistent with those boundaries and believe with conviction in those boundaries for myself, that it really does create a better outcome for myself. And that's, that's really all I, I can ask for is that things are better for myself. Mm. And then it trickles down to other people. And I think also this year um, I've learned that there are good women out there that are trustworthy and actually capable of being good, supportive, honest, loyal women out there. And that's something that I've never experienced before this year and something I'm so, so grateful for this year. For me, it's about no matter how much recovery we get in, those childhood traumas or the traumas we experience are still there and they're not going away. We're just learning how to feel them and cope as we get triggered and basically run through life. And as a parent as well, it's teaching me that I can't be responsible for even the traumas my child has had, but I can continue to give them coping mechanisms as I learn them. And that's been really eye-opening for me this year. Um, I think what I have learned this year is that I can continue to love someone that is struggling with an addiction. Even if they are practicing sobriety, I, which I'm grateful for, I no longer um, take that for granted, which I feel like I have in the past. I expected that in the past. I, I felt that that should be easy to do. And I now realize what a struggle that is for an, a, a person um, with addiction. And I value the strength that that takes for my loved one to be able to stay sober. It, it's a disease of the, for the whole family. It's not, I used to think of it as being their problem. And now I realize um, <laughs> how much it is my problem too. And um, so I, I'm grateful to have my own path to work on. And I do that daily. And, and um, I'm happy to be working on that as well. This year, I've, I've learned uh, that I have a voice. I've, I've learned that that voice really needed to come out and share who I am and share my story. Um, it's been so easy to just hide in the corners. And, and sometimes that's the space I needed to occupy is just to sit and listen. But I think this year is when I really learned to start opening up again and sharing who I am and sharing my stories. And it's not that the fear goes away. It just 
sound starts sounding like an old message, similarly to all these other old messages that were challenging. So it's been, it's been huge. Um, so much of the time I walked around feeling like my voice didn't mean anything. My story didn't mean anything and I was not worth occupying space. Um, so I, feel differently this year and that's amazing uh y'all have a lot to do with that thank you andrea for this fucking podcast yeah um i learned that there's nothing to fix or like improve but there's a lot to get to know um inside of me and it's okay to get to know all of those inner voices and feelings um, they're surprising. And when I catch glimpses of my true self, I do really like that person. And mm -hmm. it doesn't look like who the inner or outer critical parents, uh, thought that person would be. And, uh, that's all right. Uh, so this year I've learned that emotions aren't reality and they aren't like the end of the world mm -hmm. and just to be able to sit with things for what they are. And also know that they're, they're coloring my worldview in a way that's not necessarily reality and doesn't necessarily react to what other people think or what's actually happening. Um, so learning to stay in the moment, but not stay stuck in the emotion in that moment, which is to be. I learned that I viewed, how I viewed myself wasn't true and that I'm interested in learning who the fuck I really am. Mm. and that I'm no longer alone and I can do it around you guys. I feel um, a lot more free today than I did a year ago, no question, and that the inner critic inside of me was so loud, and just knowing that I have a loving parent myself, but also my higher power, just really, really freeing, and it's, it's wonderful. This year, I learned that I can do hard things. Shit in life is hard, and uh, I don't need vices to deal with it. I can actually do it. Um, I quit smoking this year after 24 years. It's been almost three months, and I never thought that I was strong enough to do that. Like I literally thought I was going to be that 100-year-old lady that was on her deathbed with cigarettes. Um, so that was the hardest thing this year, and then letting go of terrible relationships and knowing my worth. Um, and knowing that I don't need to put up with crap and I'm above all that and um, I deserve much, much better. And if nobody out there is available to give that to me, then I need to give that to myself. A couple of years ago when I was in a counseling session, she talked about intimacy and we went over, she explained kind of what intimacy is and I thought I understood it at the time but I'm growing in a deeper awareness of relational intimacy. So my style tends to be, I will give you all of me, even though you haven't gained my trust. And then I realize that there's so much damage can be done when you give someone who's not trustworthy, um, all of these different um, levels of intimacy, even emotional intimacy. And so this year I've been not guarded, but trying to be more wise when assessing um, somebody emotionally, whether that be a family member or even people, you know, in the street, just because I meet someone and, you know, they seem really friendly. They do not need to know everything that's gone on in my life. 
I have shared it here with you guys and I've shared it on the podcast, but um, just, you know, giving people a little piece of me and then seeing how they handle it before giving more and more and more. And then that will protect me. That's my own boundary to protect me from being emotionally hurt over and over and over again. And also respecting when other people do that with me too, allowing them to be more guarded with me and not taking or feeling uh, rejected by that, but just understanding that they're going to give a little bit of me or a little bit of themselves and how I handle it. You know, that's how the relationship will develop. So emotional intimacy is the area that I've seen the most growth. I have learned that it's okay for me to be not okay. Um, I've learned that um, I don't have to have my shit together all the time. And then I can reach out to my support network of friends and family and um, talk to them if I'm not okay. And that it's not a burden when I reach out to them, that they are people that I trust and I can be vulnerable with and um, speak freely with. One of the biggest things that I've realized is that I believe that um, I hit my adult child rock bottom a few months ago. So every day has been a fun new, um, (laughs) a new revelation about (laughs) myself. Yeah. A new revelation about myself. And, um, and that, you know, for like the last 36 years, I've been making, you know, decisions using my inner child brain or adult child brain. So I'm just ready to make some changes. I think in the last year, I've learned what it feels like to finally not live in PTSD Mm. and the difference. And I'm capable of learning skills to stay out of PTSD and that it's not, I'm not able to do this without other people. And the more I keep other people out, the more it hurts Mm. me. What I've learned in this year is that I was emotionally abandoned, which I had no idea. learned that I was making uh, adult decisions based on the trauma that I had suffered and uh, that I'm enough and validated. And it really was as crazy as I remembered. The thing that I learned about myself this year was that this trauma that I had in my childhood is governing my whole life, ranging from the biggest decision that I took so far to the daily day-to-day decisions and the interactions with people and the way I perceive myself. And I was always in a denial state that I I would never, like, the flashbacks were always there, but I would never think about it consciously that uh, I think whatever I perceive or whatever I think is wrong with me is maybe because of the fact uh, that this thing happened to me. I would never think about it subconsciously we get a lesson we learn a lesson from any specific trauma and then we apply that subconscious uh, lesson learned to every single activity of our life and then we say no but like there's a belief that is formed and then we are like no but it it is true and then we when other people uh, you know they um, they tell us that this other thing can also be true then we are like no, but it is always like this. It, so that goes back to the lesson that we have learned from that specific trauma. The most valuable thing I learned about myself this year is that I am worth it. 
that I have the ability to make decisions that are best for me, that I am worth putting the effort in for self-care to turn into the person I want to be in the future by supporting myself and allowing myself to make healthy, happy choices that best suit me. Even though I was struggling with mental health for decades, saw different therapists and did all the work, supposedly, it was only this year that I got the diagnosis, CPTSD. It was really hard and still is, but it was also very freeing. There is nothing wrong with me and I am not dramatic or weird. I experienced complex childhood trauma. I am a trauma survivor. I'm still in the process of understanding the extent of this <laughs> and what this actually means. And for quite some time, I felt like I only consisted of trauma, codependency and dysfunction. Really slowly and very recently, I have come to acknowledge that I'm more than my past and that I'm more than my trauma. A valuable lesson I learned this year was I lost my dog, Dixie, in July, and it brought me to my knees. It was gut-wrenching. It still is. But I learned that grief is just love that has nowhere to go. And it's taught me to direct that love I wanted to give to her, to give it to other people, places, and things. The most valuable thing I've learned this year is just how much my childhood, unresolved and untreated traumas have affected my entire life, my relationships, uh, marriage, work life, everything, and how much healing I need to do in order to become a better person and be better at living my life. The most important thing that I learned this year was acceptance. Uh, that I deserve healing as an ACA and it can take a lifetime to learn that acceptance and that one day at a time never rung more true. The most valuable lesson I've learned this year. There is great freedom that comes from realizing we can choose. We can choose how and or if we react or not. We can act instead of react. And if we can tolerate it, we can sit with the most painful parts of ourselves. When we are in physical and mental anguish, there is something beautiful on the other side. We just have to hold on. It will get better. Community, sharing, coming out of isolation, telling the truth. All of this has been changing my life. Well, that wraps up today's episode. As always, I hope you heard something that can help you on your own journey. And as always, I know you did or you got problems and you really need to damn the joint Patreon. Okay, <laughs> you really need to damn the joint Patreon. I'm going to be switching over, like moving off of Patreon and having it be on my website. But that's like really sad because then I can't say damn the join Patreon. But 
I think it's just going to be called the shit show. So I guess we can just keep the damn the join. It'll just be damn the join shit show. Because are we we really attached to the Patreon part? I think we're attached to the damn the join part, right? That's the part that matters. So damn the join will will stay alive. But I'm excited. I'll be able to do a lot more. Patreon won't take like 18% of what I'm making. So that'll be nice. And we'll just have more, um, more shit on there. Discussion boards. I'm going to have more events, more meetings, all the fun things on there. Um, so yeah, I don't really have anything else to share. I'm supposed to get a couch tomorrow. I better fucking get a couch tomorrow or there will be hell to pay. Um, and I am going to find something to eat in my pantry. I don't think I have anything. I think I have some, I might have some like, I don't know, tuna. Tuna sounds good. Mac and cheese actually sounds really fucking good right now. I don't have any, but I could really fuck with a box of craft. Do you fuck with, <laughs> do you fuck with craft mac and cheese? Like real sex? No. Sorry. That was me impersonating Romero. Hopefully he's not offended. Um, all right, guys. I love you. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Let What are we going to let go of? What are we letting go of? What are we going to let go of in the next few, year, few years? <laughs> what are we going to let go of? What are we not bringing with us into 2023? Get rid of it. Get fucking rid of it. Okay. Um, and I'll see you next week for another fucking amazing episode of Adult Child. It's going to be super awesome. I'm super excited for y'all to see it. See it. For y'all to hear it. For y'all to hear it. I fucked that part up. Uh, yeah. Love you. Bye. It's going to be a goodie, I promise. Oh, Lord. Bye-bye. <laughs>